Welcome to the best podcast with Dale and Luke. I, of course, am Dale. And I, of course, am Luke. All right. So this week on the best podcast with Dale and Luke, we're going to be discussing the best late night. The best late night TV shows. Yes. I mean, we've had them for a long time. Yeah. Going back to, say, Ed Sullivan or... Ned Sullivan. Johnny Carson. Johnny Carson's the one that they all refer to. Johnny Carson. Such luminaries as Steve Weizard and Doug Mulray, even. <laughs> yeah, a couple of Aussie references uh, there. Um, uh, Frankie J. Holden. Frankie J. Holden, yeah. I think our only late night sort of style show now is Sean McAuliffe's Mad as Hell. I haven't seen that in a season or two, but that was Python-esque as fuck, and I always appreciated that. I really recommend it. Um, jump on iView right now. It's definitely, like, it's available, it's free, and uh, he's having a good season. It's uh, it's audienceless this season, um, as, you know, uh, as you would expect, and, yeah, they're doing a good job. It's excellent. Yeah, I, 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 would, I would back up this Python-esque call, because the, the style of humour on it is... Very subversive, very taking it to the, the the format and fucking with the format. It's it's a it's a more classy, uh, more boomer version of Eric Andre's style of doing a chat show. Yeah, yeah. Um, I really liked uh, Sean McAuliffe's Newstopia and, of course, the McAuliffe program. Um, from and the McAuliffe program was fucking chaos. That he'd was get amazing. celebrities on who had no idea what the, what was happening and he'd just, like, the phone would ring in the midst of the interview and <laughs> he'd, answer with the, he'd answer the phone and start screaming down the line and then just go, I love you, and then hang up the phone and then get back to the interview and the, the guy was just sitting there going, what the fuck? <laughs> like, they hadn't been properly briefed and... No one and no one at the label or the the network knew exactly how to handle that, but that was fucking genius. It was incredible. <laughs> yeah, uh, he had some great bits in it. There's a, there's one there with the um uh, where he's living with a bunch of uh, English teachers. Like they turn racist really quick on him, and it's quite good. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I feel like we're short shifting the episode. Like we're gonna discuss, we're supposed to discuss the best late night shows, but we're just gonna uh, agree within the first three minutes that Sean McCaleb did it best, and that's all there is to it. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 true. Yeah, well, I guess um, no, I mean Sean McCaleb is a gem. Yeah, I haven't seen any of his stuff for two seasons. I have to say, and and his stuff was surreal as shit, and not actually the real late late night program. It was. It's a take on that. It's a spin on that. Mm. And so, I mean, like, for as much as I rate his performance and rate his show and rate the cast and everything like that, it's not exactly what we're talking about with the best late night show, is it? You know. No, no. He's he's this, kind of a sketch show with a late night format. Like, I love that he's got his uh, fake ads. I, I don't know why I would like that because we have definitely real ads on our podcast, but you know, this is a, a this is a okay. So this is a tradition going back in Australian TV where it goes back to say Graham Kennedy and his variety show sort of style format and a bit a little bit like Hey Hey It's Saturday, mm. but they've decided to take on more edges with it um, after the DGen did Late Show on the ABC in about nineteen ninety one nineteen ninety two that sort of era. And the, the old D-Gen show is fucking incredible. And mm. one, that it, it's Monty Python done 20 years later and it still works because Melbourne society is so stuffy and, you know, 
caught in their rhythms. Mm. But also, it's it's brilliant comedy. It really is. And all the comedians involved, there's a number of them that got their start from this, Judith Lucy, Tony Martin, Mick Malloy. Mm. It's not exactly the same thing as late-night TV in the US, which mm. is what we've been you know used to. And like A little bit of this is what we're talking about with like the Letterman style, Kimmel... Colbert, James Corden. Man, I, I can't take Corden. Yeah, so I guess I guess we're talking about this at the moment, and at the moment it's fucking weird. It is. All these isolation versions are just, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Without the old Ed Sullivan paradigm where you're standing in front of the audience and saying lame shit, it's really weird. Yeah, looking at these... Um these isolation versions of everyone's shows. And, I mean, they're all doing it, whether it's John Oliver, Seth Meyers... Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy they're Kimmel. all doing it from their lounge rooms. Yeah, it's it's a bit weird that it's shot from home, it's kind of, you know, really low budget, it's kind of badly paced because the whole thing's streaming. They kind of just seem like they're doing... a. A vodcast? Yeah, it's totally stepping on podcast toes. And furthermore, any pretense of late night has gone out the window. Like, we all vaguely knew that they were recorded at 3 o'clock in the afternoon and then, like, played <laughs> late at night. Yeah. But, no, now it's just gone out, the, like, the fucking window because it's just their hosts in the lounge room at what is clearly 10 o'clock in the morning or some shit. You know, it's just all pretense of late night is just gone to fucking hell. <laughs> yeah. So late night shows themselves have have they've eschewed their entire format and they've invaded the podcast and vodcast territory they're fighting it out with youtube right now yeah we've got a I bunch of they meant to do it yeah we've got a bunch of late night hosts that are like shooting content from their sunroom that's not what late yeah, night precisely. is precisely if you can if you've got a sunroom and there's sun in it god damn it um yeah 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 this is this is the opposite of late night so you know and they're working with what they have so I mean, no, they're not. They're they're clearly not doing everything that they've got at their disposal. Like they, they for a start, right? Why are we listening to this low quality encoding bullshit? Right? Every time that these hosts have a guest on, and I think it must be some etiquette thing that they're doing. They switch to the guest's side of the stream, so the guest has like the pristine quality. Uh, transmission and the host one seems streamed and that's kind of I think they must be doing it from that point of view as like a courtesy but clearly the host is still in front of a camera right and they still have a production crew so why are they not producing both feeds in their original form they can only afford so many people on site at a time and nobody else cares. But they don't even need it on site. They just need to, like, make sure that people on both ends are saving it. Like, right now, you and I are both recording remotely and, you know, we're both recording our audio separately. And then you send me your file and I line it up and it costs nothing. This is, like, literally what all of our late-night TV shows have been reduced to using... There's fucking Jimmy Kimmel driving around interviewing people from his car using an iPad to film their interaction. <laughs> like, it's... Yeah. <laughs> and, and at the daytime, furthermore, all pretense of nighttime, late-night shows just gone to hell. What even is time? 
Yeah. You know, fuck it, people. Watch video uh, watch video clips at, like, 6 o'clock at night. Watch cartoons at, like, 10 in the morning. And there's no time anymore. I just, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's a good thing that I think late night has brought to us is just this reaffirmation that, like, at 11 o'clock, at 12 o'clock at night, it's actually still just 10 o'clock somewhere and fuck it, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, usually they do a reasonable job of covering up the uh, the daytime thing, you know, with the old... Yeah, they have a whole backdrop. Yeah, yeah. The it old says it's the nighttime background. in whatever city they're in, but they're not in their city. They're in their fucking lounge room. <laughs> in their sunrooms. It's always a sunroom. In their sunrooms. <laughs> yeah, sunrooms, taking on the realm of podcasts, taking, on, taking us on. Yeah, yeah, come on, fellas, you've got... Well, you know, millions of dollars, I presume. You've got teams. Do they are they are they still paying their editors? Like, do they still have an editing team? And their editors, their writers, their yeah, their fucking camera crews, their grips. The best boy. The fuck is the best boy? But guaranteed, he's out of work right now. You reckon the best boy is not getting work? No, I reckon the best boy was one of the first to be fucking shot. Like, <laughs> oh, we don't need a, a live studio anymore. Uh, we're only doing this uh, as small as we can. We can have no more than five people or some shit in a place. Yeah, the best boy gets the fucking... No, I would I would get rid of the second best boy first. Like, because, yeah, you don't want to get rid of your best boy straight <laughs> off the bat. No, there's no second best boy. I'm not sure what the best boy is, but I'm pretty sure there's no second best boy. <laughs> yeah, there is. It's got to be. Because no. there, there wouldn't be a best boy without anything to compare to. The the second boy is being shelved as well as the grip, and now the gaffer has two jobs now. All right. Well, so clearly these guys are stealing from our format, so I reckon we should get them back. I don't know that we should get them back. I don't know that this is a good idea. Who's going to make us do this? Well, if they can take the podcast format, then we can take the late night format. Welcome to the best podcast with Dale and Luke, featuring special guest Dale. Also featuring special guest Luke. And musical guest. And now, here's your host, Yeah, thank you, thank you. All right, we got a big show. We got a big show. All right, settle down, everyone. We got a big show. Big show tonight. We got a lot of great guests. We got a great show for you tonight. All right, but first, we're going to hit you with some of the news. So Tom Hooper, the director of Cats. Everybody knows Cats, yeah? Yeah, you all know Cats. Yeah, Tom Hooper said one of the reasons that Cats' production was so last minute is because the VFX team had to use computer graphics to edit out the assholes. Edit out the assholes. Well, they mustn't have edited out all the assholes because James Corden made the final cut. <laughs> made the final cut. That's what's going with me. Speaking of cats, Vlad Putin. 
You guys know Russian President Vlad Putin? Yeah, well, Vlad Putin has kept people indoors by releasing lions into the street. Lions into the street. Lions into the street. Well, in America, we've kept people indoors by releasing Tiger King onto Netflix. Tiger King onto Netflix. Are, are you some kind of stereotype? No, I don't know. Is this happening. some kind of impression that I'm not? I feel I feel like I'm an African American, and oh. I'm excited. Yeah, this we we can't have that. Uh, all right, well, I'll be the band leader, and you be the host. Uh, I host. Uh, yeah, no, that's probably I, uh, okay. I, I can do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. right, right, right. So. Have you heard that Boris Johnson? British Prime Minister Boris Johnson, British Prime Minister, yeah, Boris Johnson, has been released from hospital, which is good news. There's good news? Good news, un- unless you're British. <laughs> the doctor said he'd completely beaten the coronavirus. If he'd beaten it half as well as the NHS, it'll be gone from Britain by the end of the year. <laughs> yeah, doctors doctors say he's completely recovered and is in quite poor health and looks terrible. <laughs> yeah. Um, you got Cardinal George Pell has been released from right, prison. Well, 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 well. What, what, what are we doing here? What, 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 what the hell is this? We, uh, I, we were doing the late night show. Like, we, yeah, right. Yeah, we're the best. We're the best at this. Yeah, well, who do you think is actually the best? Uh, oh, shit, man. I mean, like... Uh, okay, so there's that whole Letterman, Leno, O'Brien thing. Like, okay, so there was, like... It was Letterman was supposed to take the throne... But then he got shafted by Leno, and he got his own show on another series on another channel, mm-hmm. and so that makes him the king on two channels, and so that makes all his you know like that he has like two or three successes depending on what time slot or channel you can take. So Letterman's probably the yeah, but he's not around anymore. Yeah, I mean, he he does have a show on Netflix, uh, which is called My Next yeah, Guest yeah. Needs No Introduction. And that's I mean, quite it's excellent. It, yeah. it is excellent, but it's not a late-night show format like we're talking about. But, yeah, you're right. The legacy of Letterman is like phenomenal when compared yeah, to... Yeah, it's like the like, opening monologue, and then there's a bit where he's sitting at the desk, and then he has a guest, mm. and then he has a musical guest, and then the show's over, and if you're not asleep by then, and you haven't run out of weed by then, you're kind of fucked. Yeah, and there's a lot that he sort of passed on there, too. Like, I know that, uh, you know, there's stuff that he got from Carson, but I feel as though, uh, you know, um, even Conan O'Brien and, and Jimmy Kimmel, who actually took his slot, um, that they, they're much more directly influenced by Letterman, I think. Well, okay, so Conan took his original slot and he was supposed to take the slot that Leno had, hmm. which is now uh, fucking... Um, 
Fallon slot. Hmm. Yeah, so like there's there's this whole war like way back when when like Kimmel and no sorry Leno and Letterman were uh, feuding over the the um the Carson slot because Leno had the show after Carson and was the expected heir to the throne, but then um sorry Letterman had the show after Carson and then Leno shafted him somehow. And then from there, Letterman jumped to another network and they've been feuding ever since. And so there was this whole bit. And even when Leno was supposed to leave his show and, and Conan O'Brien was supposed to take it. Yeah, that was uh, heartbreaking. He then, yeah, he then got shafted and Fallon ended up taking it. And Fallon's kind of meh because he doesn't... Honestly, he's meh since, especially since the Trump era because he doesn't take a political edge at all with Seth Meyers, Stephen Colbert, uh, Trevor Noah... They've all taken a uh, Fallon. Even they've all taken a sorry, not Fallon. Kimmel. Even <laughs> they've all taken a very um, political bent. Kimmel actually, particularly because he had a child that was, um, uh, it would it, he would have he or she would I can't remember the the sex, but the, the child would have been subject to um, draconian shit underneath Trump's laws if. It went for the fact that Kimmel were already originally rich, and so yeah, he made a big thing on TV. You know, like yeah. not doing. He wasn't trying to be rich about it. He was literally saying that if I wasn't rich, and this is all your babies too, so you need to vote the right way. And so yeah, everyone's taken a political edge except for fucking Fallon. So it's a yeah. waste of Leno's spot. But I then mean, I can, Leno I can swallow Leno it. Leno was a waste of a spot anyway. Like, do you remember Leno in a fucking happy regard? Whereas I remember Letterman very well. I don't remember Leno as, as anything other than this big jawed fuckhead. No, he was always the guy that you sometimes like sit through uh, on your way to Conan, I guess. Yeah, I don't even remember his fucking band member, like his band leader person. Uh, like, Kevin whereas in James. Letterman I think. had Paul yeah. Schaefer. Kevin James. Was, was Kevin James? Yeah. yeah. Well, he, he was, was all right. Paul he was Schaefer. a guitarist, in, and he was yeah. We put some pretty sick licks on in between parts. I mean, Paul Schaefer was one of the original Blues Brothers. It's no comparison. No, it's it's not. You're right, but it's still um, yeah. Like nothing against uh, the production team behind Jay Leno, but maybe uh, like he just he held on for too long and wasn't particularly yeah wasn't particularly good. Um. Yeah, the band was. I mean, what decent. does it take to be good in this this format? I'm a big fan of Eric Andre and um, um, what's his face Ackerman, um, S- uh, Scott Ackerman, Scott Ackerman, the yeah. director of uh, Between Two Ferns. I'm a big fan of Between Two Ferns. While we're talking yeah. about that, so you know, like, there's nothing wrong with subverting the format, and I think Letterman was always happy to do that whilst he was in the format. He was always that kind of guy and a lot of his his gags uh you know were like relentlessly good they really were like okay do you remember is this anything and then they have <laughs> yeah. a whole like you know the the band would vamp and then someone would come out with like a, a poodle that had been trained to do a trick or <laughs> sometimes it had been nothing at all and leno and schaefer would then just dispute between themselves whether this was anything yeah. Was it was it nothing at all? Was it something and it perhaps needed development? You know, like, it's definitely something. No, this is nothing. And I thought that was one of the best segments. That and Will It Float. Will It Float was amazing. I don't think I remember that. I'm not sure. It was that. literally what I'm describing. They had a big vat of water and they'd, just, they'd try and see if something would float. 
it wasted a good two to three minutes of national television time. It was amazing. There's like, something the, economical the of, about that. That's it's like that. Yeah, thing well, the where- amount of stupid shit they do to waste time, like on on a show like that. Yeah. Yeah, you know, just because they had to do it every day. They had to come up with a, a, a script and a format every single day. So they do a lot of stupid shit, you know. You see a lot of that in um, in Monty Python stuff as well, like Flying Sp- Circus especially, like sketches that just kind of meander and then peter out and that like they kind of ended the whole trope of having to finish on a pub, uh, punchline and well yeah. I mean the historian in me can argue for a, a, a Python-esque lineage that uh, runs through uh, both the Canadian um, Second City TV and the American Second City Theatre people which ended up being the first iteration of Saturday Night Live and then their their tradition continuing on to the the LA fucking comedy house that Will Ferrell and all that came out mm-hmm. of um, and so there is there is still a distinct Python-esque lineage going back to even in the days when the Python crew would do sh- um, shows on early SNL so there was a very much that like the the new way of doing uh, anarchistic sketch comedy was spread far and wide. I mean, you had um, the the Auntie Jack crew doing it here in Australia and the Pythons weren't even the first to do it over there because there was there was a number of comedians before them, Spike Milligan, uh, for instance, that were doing this sort of absurdist sort of stuff, largely on children's television, which is how the Monty Python crew came together, but it's a whole other podcast if we wanted to do that shit. Yeah. But yeah, so there's a lineage there that's that, you know, that comes down through the ages. That's, so anyone AB, like early ABC, anyone early American TV, NBC, can, anything connected to with SNL, you know, they have a Python-esque lineage that sort of, you know, like, and that informs the National Lampoon's movies to a certain extent. Oh, for sure. And yeah, yeah. So, like, there's, 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 a, there's a comedic lineage there, the same as there would be a musical lineage when we're talking genres or something, and I know you understand what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's, it's interesting. I, I liked um, Letterman's Top Ten as well. That was a great format. The- the top 10 yeah i mean like without such things as this the kind of that they're sort of they're languishing in their you know like in their home situations without the ability to do this sort of absurd shit so yeah i i agree that the the top 10 and that sort of gibberish is exactly the um the kind of thing that they're missing right now in their living rooms and and just webcamming their shit to us like some sort of e-girl Right, well then, let's steal it from them. The WWE is set to resume live TV tapings as the governor of Florida has declared them an essential business. An essential business, folks. An essential business. Well, we think we can find ten essential businesses more essential than that. I smell a top ten. That's right, it's time for our top 10 new segment, which is called The Top 10 Essential Businesses in Florida. Starting with number 10, drum roll please. Tiger Surfing School. Coming in at number 9, Shotgun Dentist. 
At number eight, meth hurricane. What, what is that? What, 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 is, what is meth hurricane? What? 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 Well, I don't know, man. Coming in at number seven, it's Elvis Pitbull Delivery Service. That's right, these just keep getting better. At number six, we've got Potato Pageant. Potato <laughs> At number five, Alligator Skin Car Seats. <laughs> At number four, Jed's Cheese Maze. It's a great establishment, Jed's Cheese Maze. Have you been to Jed's Cheese Maids there, Phil? Is that, is, that, is, that, is that a maze where there is cheese? Or is it a cheese maze? Like You'll have to go there and find out for me. And <laughs> number three, we've got drive through Baptist Water Park. <laughs> At number two, Terrible Pizza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do have Terrible Pizza down there. I have Terrible Pizza down there. It's just fucked, mate. Yes. And coming in at number one, the number one essential business in Florida. No, stop, stop. Why are we doing this? Why, like, why are we actually doing this again? Because they're We've stealing done our format. They're stealing our format, mate. We, yeah, no, no, yeah, no. But we're better than this. We we are better than this. We are we are the best show ah. with Dale and Luke. Well, the best show with Dale and Luke of the best things. It's now time for the worst of the week. <laughs> All right, welcome to the worst of the week. All right, what do you got for us? Uh, I have primates. It's sending primates. Yeah, I love primates. It's a podcast with Matt Stewart, and unfortunately. Uh, their ending at 100 episodes is what I heard on their most recent episode. Is it all over? It's, it's all over. Can we, get, can we get Matt Stewart, perhaps? I like monkeys. Oh, man. If we could get Matt Stewart on this podcast, that'd be pretty sick. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll try and get Matt Stewart because we both like monkeys. This can be mm. the best monkey podcast. We're, we're now going to pivot <laughs> on our format, as is unusual for us. And we're going to be the best monkey podcast. So, Matt Stewart, if you're out there. Yeah, Matt, um, we're coming. Yeah, we, we love you. We're coming for you. We, like, we, we have, it'll be home. We'll, we'll be very comfortable together. Yeah, well, that would actually be, that'd be a new level of meta for us because he would be coming on a podcast called The Best Monkey Podcast, which, again, they're primates, so they're apes for sure. Um, and he would Yeah, be- but like It'll be a very comfortable what are, what, are, what are monkeys in? A gaggle? A swarm? A murder? Uh, a murder of monkeys It'll be a very comfortable Group of monkeys I believe they're called a pack A pack of monkeys A pack A herd? A barrel of monkeys? Yeah, a, it's a barrel I think it's a barrel monkeys. I yeah. think it's definitely a barrel of monkeys yeah. Alright If fucking crows are a murder Then monkeys are a barrel I'm just like, you know What's fair is fair so in a week where the economy has tanked and the virus still looms and isolation is prevalent, I am picking Primates. My favorite podcast is ending as my worst of the week. So Luke, what do you have as your worst of the week? I, I don't want to be as negative as that. I don't actually want to have a worst of the week. I'm, 
I'm feeling pretty good about this isolation. I'm feeling like we're going to come out of it soon, within the next four to 24 weeks. Look, mate, I, I don't, don't think I don't know what's going on here. You didn't submit a worst in the last podcast, and at this stage, it's just you getting away with not doing your homework. So fucking weigh in. Uh, no, no, I'm I'm trying to be positive. I'm not trying to think of what's worst in the world. It's a big thing with me. Come on. Look, I, I know that you refuse to be drawn, but at some stage, you're just going to have to Kate Winslet and fucking shirt off and on the couch and be drawn on the subject. Oh, if you want, like, no, my worst isn't even my worst. My worst is my best. Is my ex is gonna have to finally do his fucking taxes to make you know use of the government fucking payout because tattoo us around a business. Like, I don't have a worst at the moment. I'm pretty good this week. Yeah, okay. Yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah, well, that wasn't the punchline I was hoping for there. But uh, moving on, <laughs> it's all right, funny so nonetheless. <laughs> we're gonna get towards the honourable mentions, I guess, because we're working our way up to the best of the week. Yeah. Um, and so my next guest is Luke. Hi, guys. Hi. Hey. Luke, it's great to have you here. Say it's great to be here. It's great to be here. Yeah, thanks, man. <laughs> How you doing? Yeah, great, great. It's good to have you here, like I said. Uh, is it true? That you once stole an MRI machine. Yes. Yeah, oh, that's so weird you should say that. Who, who have you gotten that from? Yeah, no, I, I, once, I, I once did steal an MRI machine. Um, we were best friends. We were, we, 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 we were best friends. We, we were perhaps in an engagement. It was a bit of, no, like it was, it was a, it was a friends with benefits kind of thing. It was when we were young. I was in my 20s. She was nearly built. Um, but you know, like the, 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 the hum and stuff like that, uh, you know, it was, it was just one of those weird times in youth. And I, so like, uh, you know, like I haven't seen her in a while. I hope she's doing well, but yes, that, that, that's a thing. That's just very interesting. You should bring that up. Actually. I just found her on fa- Facebook recently. She's got a, she's got a family. It's some like anti, anti-cancer clinic. You do know what an MRI machine is, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's for like, you know, like, you know, like she saw me and I saw her. It was, you know, we were young, man. What could could you possibly want with an MRI machine? Oh, well, like, I mean, it it drained a lot of electricity. I'm into that. Do do you even know how to use an MRI machine? Oh, Do I even know an MRI machine? I mean, like, yeah, uh, I mean, like, okay, so we had many a party back in the day. We were very young. We were wild. We were a bit wild, you know. And so we had, like, we, we had guests, We, if you know what I mean. Yeah, you know, I know what you and, mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guests. Yeah, everybody knows what guests are. Do you know what an MRI machine is? Yeah, 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 yeah. It, 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 it was for taking pictures. It was for yeah. taking... It was for all the pictures. All right, well, that's all the time we have. After the break, come back and we'll have special guest Dale. (laughs) No, 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 now you're the host. All right, cool. All right, everybody, yes. Now we're introducing our last guest for the evening. This is 
Dale! Everybody give it up for Dale. Thank you. This Thank is you. Dale from Foo Shark. This is Dale from Tower of Fire. And no other projects that I think he'd want you thinking of ever. Woo! Woo! Yeah, Dale, sit down here. Yeah, yeah, how are you doing? How are you doing? How are you doing? Oh, it's great doing? to be here. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. yeah, you like Thank it you. here? Yeah. All right, so, calm down, calm down, calm down. All right. <laughs> All right. So tell us what you've been doing. Oh, uh, you know, I uh, just uh, been uh, been releasing some new Foo Shark stuff uh, about ten years ago, and uh, and uh, working on some uh, yeah, just uh, doing some push ups just now. Some push ups just now. Yeah. Wow. That is wild. That is wild, isn't it, ladies and gentlemen? Give it up for Dale. <laughs> yes, yes. Too kind, too kind. Now, yeah. Dale, Dale, yeah. Dale, yeah, Dale. Yeah. 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 Dale, Dale, I've got you here to talk to you. Now, so, is it yeah. true? You, it's true, isn't it? You tr- it's true that you grew up in the country. Uh, yeah, this country? Yeah, Australia. The con- no, but the country of this country, the literal country, like on a farm. Yeah, yeah I grew up in a rural area, that's right, yeah. Yeah, what, co- what kind of farm was it that you were on? A wheat farm. Uh, wheat with farm. Some cattle. Wheat yeah. farm, everybody, yes. So, okay, so I've heard, I've like, we've done our research and we've heard you were a bit of a collector growing up. You were a bit of a collector? Uh, maybe. Yeah, yeah, so okay. Right. So all right, so we have it on good authority that you when you were living on the farm, you collected the souls of Slovenian itinerant migrant workers and kept them in a mayonnaise jar under your bed. Is that true? Is that is that is that really what you did? Well, you need to keep them out of the sunlight, so under your bed is as good a place as any. Yeah, under the bed is as good a place as any, ladies and gentlemen. That's that's fantastic. Yes, so, yes. So was it specifically Slovenians or just anyone that would pass through? Yeah, well, the Slovenians are a particularly thrifty bunch and they're hard to jar, so I actually kind of like the challenge. Right, 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 right. And did you have a horse? Uh, Yeah, but it was also jarred. Right. You had a magic horse in a jar or was it just a normal horse? Normal horse, big jar. That's fantastic. So there are bigger jars than mayonnaise jars where you were growing up? Uh, yeah. Well, that was the other produce we had on the farm. Large glass jars. You grew up in a jar town. Ladies and gentlemen, a jar person. That's fantastic, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it, it is absolutely astounding. Right. Now, now that we've established that, now, what do you think... About what do you think about? What, what are we doing here? What are, what are we doing? This is this is this is. We're doing we're doing the best late night. All right. Well, fuck. It's getting a bit. It's getting a bit themey, isn't it? We're not usually this heavily themed. I mean, I mean, their show is that literally they have any theme from night to night, and then they can just shift feet, and then you know change a topic. Well, and yeah, then I'm, there's a band that, you know, sometimes closes it. It's it's a weird thing. Yeah, look, I, I understand that, but editing this episode of the podcast is going to be a fucking nightmare. Yeah, I, well, I mean, but they're stepping on our toes. We have to step on their toes, man. Like, we're going to bring yeah, it. Yeah, well, gonna, no, you're right. We do it. need to, yeah. All right. Well, for vengeance sake, I think I have enough gin to edit this podcast tonight. So we're going to be we fine. Can, we, can, we can do it, yeah. All right. Well, I guess that brings us to best of the best. 
All right, welcome to the best of the best. All right, so I'm going to put... Hmm. See, I was going to say Conan O'Brien, but earlier on in the podcast when we brought up Sean McAuliffe, I mean, that's definitely got me reconsidering. I reckon he Sean McAuliffe... He is an institution. Yeah. Going all the way back to his work on Full Frontal, he is an institution. Yeah, all right. His so stuff um, as Milo the Boxer was... Both intelligent and stupid. He is really quite a genius. I yeah. once saw him, actually. I once saw him and the, the kid from Castle that kept walking and going, I've dug another hole, Dad. They did, the pair of them did a fucking Milligan and... No, not Milligan. Um, uh, Dudley and Cook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Moore and, yeah, Dudley Moore and, and Peter Cook routine. Yeah, I saw that fucking too. powerhouse. Yeah, yeah, that was that was stunningly good for yeah, old was. old sixties throwaway sketch comedy shit. <laughs> yeah, I really yeah. enjoyed that. They they did yes. a great job. Yeah, yeah. It was um, literally not even good enough to make it onto any of their respective shows or the Monty Python show, and it was still fantastic. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. National Treasure. Sean McAuliffe gets my best of the best. That's pretty good. Okay. What about you, Luke? What's the I'm best? I'm going to go a best? bit more international. I'm going to go a bit more not so recent, but I mean, yeah. I have the Disney Plus. You know, yeah. the Disney Plus. It's a it's a powerful, powerful ability. Mm-hmm. And I would like to say, Is that, that, wait, wait, wait. Before you do, I can't think offhand of any late night hosts on Disney Plus. No, there is no there's no late night shows. There's barely even a mid afternoon show. There's fucking reality shows like the best Disney wedding and it's weddings at Disneyland and shit like that. But it also has all of National Geographic, all of Marvel, all of Pixar, all of Lucasfilm like Fox, and it has Ducktales. DuckTales rebooted. I mean, it has the original. It has the original stuff. It has the original DuckTales. It has the original um, right. Adventurers stuff. So the Darkwing Duck. What's your answer um, on Disney Plus? Tailspin, all of that shit. But there's a new DuckTales. A new DuckTales, and it's got David Tennant as Scrooge McDuck. Right. And it's, it's fantastic. It's had more of an effect on me than... 5G. Well, yeah. David Tennant with the voice of Uncle Scrooge. So, you know, it's all a bit Scottish. It's pretty fun. So your best of the best when it comes to late night shows is DuckTales. I'm a stoner. What can I say? Like, it's the thing I put on after any late night shows, even if there were still late night shows to be going at the moment. And Letterman hasn't been on for years, and really, Letterman's the pick. I like Eric Andre. I have to, I'll just throw that out, Eric Andre. Mm-hmm. He does it very well, and that he does it very badly. But you had to know what was good in order to know what was bad. And so Eric Andre doesn't work without the existence of, say, Letterman beforehand. All right, so I have here the best coin that we use in order to decide. And if it's heads, it's going to be Sean McAuliffe as the best late-night show. And if it's tails, it's going to be duck tails. Uh, I think we no. I think we should change that to 
Eric Andre and or David Letterman because they're largely the same institution. All right. So you want to change your answer to David Letterman? No, I want to change my answer to Eric Andre and David Letterman because I feel like they would be both very happy to be associated with one another. Okay. Fair enough. Um, all right. So do you want to flip and I'll read it out or should I flip and you read it out? You flip. You flip this time. I'm sick right. of using my hands. All right, cool. Okay, and court, and could you read that out for me? It it reads, sorry, it reads Doug Mulray. Oh, that was unexpected. Yeah, it was. The coin has landed in a, on a 45-degree angle. On which axis, you say? On all axes. I would have, I would have expected Dave Bender. Like Dave Bender had that late night chat show that she had in, in Hollywood for a while there where Dame Edna just got to be Dame Edna and it was, you know, it was typically Dame Edna. But no, we've landed on Doug Mulway as the, the best late night chat show of all time for his um, um, poorly remembered two or three year run of Saturday night shows in which he would begin by kissing an Indian and then end by telling a bedtime story with his guests. And it was all quite creepy. Well, it's unfortunate, but that's the way the coin has flipped and you can't argue with the best coin. No, I mean, that's democracy manifest. All right. Best of the week. week all right best of the week i'm gonna start with uh two youtubers actually i'm gonna go one at a time and it's gonna be a tie between favon and that's what i reckon now that's what i reckon i've been following for quite some time but he's had a phenomenal fortnight and he's been on national television and he's just doing so well and he's going from strength to strength he started recently doing cooking videos and... Yeah, yeah, he changed format. He changed format entirely from a, a, a sort of surrealist take on society, which, you know, was had mixed results. The, oh, jeez, it's hot being perhaps the, the best and smartest of them. Fuck it's hot, mate. Not Jesus. But there were some, some classics. Ears painted on? Yeah. Yeah, fuck it's hot, yeah. No, the best, the best one... The best one in that being where he turned up the car the, the car heater and just went, Oh, that's gonna be hot. But yeah, <laughs> the, yeah, no, he, he does some, some some quality comedy and Oh yeah, I love cats what I reckon. But now he's resorted to a cooking format, a cooking show format. I like the cooking show format a lot. I can see why it's taken off. I did really like boat show and cats what I reckon. Oh, it's got legs. And I'm not trying to be. It's got I'm legs. Not trying to be like old school, freaking. I knew it first kind of thing. No, a friend of mine's actually trying to get a, a kinky um, cooking web show going, and I'm like, yeah, no, that'll work too. Yeah, no, a cooking show format has a lot of application. Yeah, yeah. So it's good that he's doing well with that. And uh, Favan is a German. Uh, uh, YouTuber that does uh, similarly to me, he does takes on certain other bands, uh, mostly in the black metal sphere, and he's got some great videos on doing uh, how to write Inquisition songs. And since Inquisition aren't really allowed to do that anymore, I highly encourage everybody to watch, learn, and release Inquisition material. <laughs> That's not bad. 
And if you're looking for Inquisition-like material, then, you know, new variant album is only about a month away. <laughs> hint, hint. No, nothing to announce yet, even though I just totally blew the lid off that. Whatever. It's a fucking... We've got, like, listeners in the double digits. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they'll tell. Ah, all right. Well, that's the best of the best, the best of the week. We've yeah. we are done for yet again another week. I don't know. We could and throw we could throw in a little shout to Gravier. Gravier releasing the new album. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and it sounds pretty cool too. I was yeah, having a bit of a listen this afternoon. It actually released day of recording for us. So, uh, yeah, very cool. Yeah, it's fucking wild. It's the uh, the most engaging black metal release I've I've found since Serpent Column released their stuff, their new album. Um, two or three weeks ago, mm. so yeah, it's it's been a good little a, a good little black metal extravaganza. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that one's um, that one's available on Bandcamp at the moment, I think, and uh, or it will be very shortly if it's not already. And yeah, absolutely worth checking out. I think it's I think you can order it and it's delivered by Crows. Right, right. Yeah. Well, I mean, you you make do in the virus, don't you? Yeah, no, Chrome Messengers is definitely the way. All right, so we've got our musical guest for tonight. It's going to be Foo Shark. So take it away, and good night.
with Dale and Luke was filmed before a dead studio audience. The Best Podcast with Dale and Luke.